You're listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. During the next hour, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Welcome to Catholic Chicago. This is Sister Lavina Francis Pamet. I am a Franciscan Sister of the Sacred Heart, and this is Dare to Love Show, a program that cultivates vocation awareness in the Archdiocese of Chicago through discussion of topics related to vocation discernment and promotion. Today, we have a special guest. It's his third time, I think it's the third time, with Father Adam McDonald, SVD, Divine Word Missionaries. Good morning, Father Adam. Good morning to you, Lovina. Thanks for having me back on your program again. And this time, unfortunately, because of COVID-19, um, we have to get you by phone, which is okay, because uh, you're, our, I think our presence in social media also counts. And uh, by now, I think this has become standard. Um, and I just have to be here in the studio to see real people, which is a treat for me. Um, I can't believe how much traffic there is, though. I think some uh, places are open right now. So uh, this morning, uh, I'm just so excited to find out what are some of the things that you've been up to. Uh, I know I've, I've been following you on, on Facebook, and your community is just um, teeming with all these events that's going on, including, I think uh, I might have not been faithful in uh, looking at Facebook, but you've had some of your initial formation um, brothers, confreres, uh, that even have been received or ordained or just, there's just something um, that's always going on with your community. So what's, what's uh, been, um, what have you been up to, Father Adam? Yes, thank you, Sister Lavina, for uh, pointing that out. And it truly has been an amazing time as you recognize the fact that we can't go out as much as we used to, but we're finding virtually that we can still reach out and reach into the lives of young people and encourage them to use this time where we're all more aware than ever of just how precious our life and our health is, to continue discerning how we want to make use of that one precious life God has given us to make a difference. And we've been amazingly privileged in our Divine Word community just in the last six weeks or so to have five young men profess their first and temporary vows of poverty, chastity, and obedience in the Society of the Divine Word. Six men uh, are now novices that uh, sort of replace them in the home they were living in for the next group that will prepare, God willing, for their first vows a year from now. And then just this past Saturday, we had five young men profess their lifelong perpetual vows as members of our Divine Word community. So somehow, in the midst of all of that's going on in the pandemic, there are still people that are responding to God's call, and we know that God is continuing to call, and people are responding. 
So it's been a tremendous gift for our community and very encouraging during these difficult times. Congratulations. That is such a blessing. And can you remind me, Father Adam, um, in your community, um, do you always uh, go on the ordination track or do you have a a perpetually professed brothers? Yes, that's a great question, Sister Lavina, and I thank you for asking. We do, in fact, have both religious brothers and priests in our community. If you look at our global presence around the world, I believe the statistic is that about 85% of our members do go on for holy orders through priesthood, and about 15% of our men are religious brothers. But the religious brothers, though they may be small in number, are very, very central to our mission and serve at very central and important posts of leadership, service, and formation throughout our community, both nationally and globally. And that is something that I think, as a, a public knowledge, is, it, they're, they're almost like a hidden part of mm-hmm. vowed religious, because usually when, when people refer to religious life, they go sisters and then maybe r- religious priests, and sometimes mm-hmm. they get confused about, well, wait a minute, you're a priest, but you're, right. what is it, order priest? Is that what you mm-hmm. call it? You know, so there's always something um, to learn. And Indeed. even with me, I have, I have to check, like I have to be reminded, oh, yeah, you also mm-hmm. have religious brothers in your community so and there are communities and congregations that uh do not get ordained they Mm -hmm. they are all um brothers so yeah so and and even with me in my own franciscan order uh, there's just so many kinds of congregations so Mm -hmm. so how how has it been in terms of uh reaching out do you have current programs that are going on Mm -hmm. opportunities Yeah, uh, indeed, Sister Lavina, uh, my life has changed because of the pandemic from previously, as you would know from our uh, working relationship, uh, having previously traveled about 90% of the time, both regionally and nationally, to promote vocations for our Divine Word community and vocations within the Church at large, but also to meet individually with young people who are discerning God's call and to encourage them to do so. So this was involving visits to parishes and schools and college and university campuses, so on and so forth. And so my life went from 90% traveling to 99% of the time staying home. So how could we shift our efforts, as I said earlier, not to go out so much as to reach out? And I'm very grateful to the members of my vocation team. I work with four other vowed members of my community and a lay coordinator for vocations and also collaborating with our sister community founded by the same priest who started the Society of the Divine Word, the Holy Spirit Missionary Sisters. And we've been collaborating throughout the pandemic for the last four and a half months, I believe it is, that we've Mm -hmm. been doing this, to have a weekly online vocation event every Thursday morning at 11 o'clock Central Time on our uh, Facebook page for vocations. And these programs have allowed us to reach out with information and sharing of our vocation stories, sharing information about our mission, our spirituality, the way that we pray together, uh, also about our formation programs, what are the steps involved in becoming a Divine Word Missionary or Holy Spirit Missionary Sister, and also, very importantly, giving tips, tools, and resources for how young people can take concrete steps to listen for and respond to God's call. These programs have gained anywhere from 800 up to almost 2,000 viewers per week, And they allow us to further engage uh, people that we're already in conversation with and identify a whole wider audience that we may not have been reaching Mm -hmm. through our physical efforts but are now uh, being caught in the 
net, so to speak, of our virtual efforts. So, we're, so we're that's international. You have international following. We do have international following as well because our Divine Word community and the Holy Spirit Missionary Sisters are global in their orientation as missionary communities. A lot of our member priests, brothers, and sisters also have their social media pages, and they've been tremendous collaborators and partners by sharing our programs on their pages around the world and then engaging people at the local level to learn about our communities and then discern in the formation programs where they reside in those countries. And uh, on your team, uh, including the sisters, uh, would be Sister Aprilia Ontarto, a yes, Holy Spirit right. missionary. Who, um, and I, you know, in terms of introduction, because it's, it's mm-hmm. your third time to be my guest, yeah. you know what I neglected to say mm-hmm. is that you are a member of the Chicago Archdiocesan Vocation Association, um, otherwise known as CAVA. Mm-hmm. And uh, all the information that, you know, just, in, you know, to make it easier because we're on mm-hmm. the radio and uh, we don't have the visuals to show people. Yeah. If people want to reach you, they can always go to vocationscava.org. Yeah. So it's vocations, plural, C-A-V-A dot org, and they can look for your name or they can go to Facebook or online and look either for your name or just type in either Holy Spirit Missionaries or can they even do SVD or what, what's your website that they yeah. can, you can easily remember? Indeed. The easiest website is svdvocations, plural, dot org, SVD vocations.org, and the SVD simply are the initials for our community from Latin. Societas Verbi Divini is Society of the Divine Word, okay. svdvocations.org. Okay, that that's mm. great. And then, so in terms of your uh, your activities, and probably uh, that's that's going to be our next topic. I, mm-hmm. I think it's time for maybe uh, give you a little bit of a breather. So why okay. don't we go for a short break? And then when we come back, I would like to find out more about uh, all the social justice and other activities that the divine missionaries are up to. Okay? We'll be Thank back. Throughout our nation and our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today. When you think of the word neighbor, warm and friendly thoughts come to mind. Think of smiles across the yard, positive wishes, and looking out for one another on an ongoing basis. 
Catholic Charities Neighbors in Need Fund inspires all of these and much more. We've seen an unprecedented number of requests for assistance this year from people who have never needed help before. When you make your gift to the Neighbors in Need Fund, you are igniting hope in the lives of your most vulnerable neighbors, especially individuals and families who continue to struggle to put food on the table and keep a roof over their heads. Your gift will give them the resources they need to overcome the unexpected, very serious circumstances in which they find themselves now. Give online at catholiccharities.net or call 312-948-6087. That's 312-948-6087. Catholic Charities Neighbors in Need Fund. Thank you for helping build a world of kindness, one neighbor to another. back, Dare to Love. This is Sister Lavina, your host, with my guest, Father Adam McDonald, who is a divine missionary. And we were just talking about all the uh, the, uh, the different activities that's going on with uh, with his community, uh, including some online prog- programs available from through Facebook and also through their uh, other uh, social media channels. And then we were going to discuss a little bit more about what's going on in the world and how the SVDs are uh, tapping into that in in this um, global conversation on especially um, with what's happening with, of course, the pandemic, uh, systemic injustice going on, racism and and all of that. So, Father Father Adam, um, uh, what has been uh, your stance lately and how is your community uh, getting uh, affected by that, and probably as part of your ministry, uh, what have you been doing uh, about that? Absolutely. Thank you so much for the question, Sister Lavina. It's very interesting for us as Divine Word missionaries to be in this time when what we see happening around us is calling into question what kind of country we have been and what kind of welcoming country we want to try to be. This is all happening at a time where just two weeks ago, we recognize the anniversary, 100-year anniversary, of the foundation of the first Roman Catholic seminary in the entire United States, specifically dedicated to training African-American men for Roman Catholic priesthood and brotherhood in the Society of the Divine Word. This was a commitment that was undertaken by German missionaries who came from our foundation in Europe, were missioned to North America, reported back to our founder in Europe that there was this divide in the southern United States between what was called the white church and the black church. And their belief that the mission that the Holy Spirit was calling them to was to try to make a more unified church that was inclusive and welcoming to all. And so the founder, one of the last things before he died, uh, undertook was giving his blessing, so to speak, to this project and this mission. And St. Augustine Seminary opened in 1920 in Greenville, Mississippi and then later moved to the Gulf Coast in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi, which, as you know, uh, was nearly hit by some of the recent hurricanes. Mm -hmm. So in celebrating that anniversary at this particular time, we've undertaken as a community a recommitment to this longstanding desire to stand with and collaborate and be in solidarity with our African-American Catholic brothers and sisters. Only about 4% of African-Americans in the United States are Roman Catholic, and many of them are heavily concentrated in places like Louisiana. And so we have a vibrant presence serving in various African-American Catholic communities 
in that part of the country, but also closer to home here in Chicago. You may be familiar with some of the parishes like St. Anselm and St. Elizabeth on the near south side of Chicago. Mm -hmm. Uh, St. Elizabeth is on 41st in Michigan. St. Anselm Parish is on 61st in Michigan. And we've been serving in these parishes for 75, 80 years. So in in a sense, sort of recommitting ourselves to those ministries. And of course, with those ministries, that involves the outreach for justice and systemic change in those communities and in our world. Another thing that, of course, this impinges upon us then is to invite us and challenge us as Divine Word missionaries to really be the kind of welcoming community that we want the world to be. And so that means making sure that our formation programs and our vocation promotion efforts really are intentionally welcoming of and celebrate the diversity of the people that God calls to this way of life. If you look back to last Saturday with our profession of perpetual vows, the five young men that professed vows represented the diversity of cultures from Indonesia to Togo, West Africa, to Vietnam. All of these men called by the same God to be witnesses of the Word of God, the divine Word in the world. And so the fact that we call together these men to live in community, to pray together, to work together, to witness together the call to live in unity, it's something we could probably easily preach with our words, but we feel that we need to live it by our own example. And so the value of the witness we're able to give in our intercultural living has become more important than ever. And we feel that it's very provident that this anniversary has come along during this national moment of conversation for us to be able to highlight the commitment we've had for a century to advancing the cause of unity in our church and especially giving a voice to our African-American Catholic brothers and sisters. That is so beautiful, and that really goes straight to my heart, Father Adam, because being a Franciscan and um, having St. Francis as someone to look up to, uh, St. Francis of Assisi, who became prayer in his life and lived out the gospel, and that is exactly what you're talking about, you know, the living word um, being lived through your witness and also your very being. Uh, and the intentionality of it. Um, w- one thing that I learned from all this, um, the pandemic of racism and not just COVID-19, yeah. is um, it's not enough to start learning about racism and um, the harm that it has been doing for so many years, but to be anti-racist in the sense of being intentional in being supportive of the diversity of life and also uh, in relationship with Laudato Si um, in terms of environment. And here in the Archdiocese, we are working towards um, living that out. So um, why don't we go for another short break and then um, the last leg of our session, we'll talk a little bit more about um, maybe the ordination of uh, Father Marlon Vargas. How's that? Sure. All right, we'll be back. Sometimes I wonder what tomorrow brings. Give me the grace to love and to be faithful, to be more like you. Hi, this is Bob Gilligan, Executive Director of the Catholic Conference of Illinois and current board chair of Aid for Women. 
I'm inviting you to a special event, a virtual fundraiser on October 7th at 7 p.m. This year's speaker will be Ben Watson, former NFL football player and Super Bowl champion. He's also the executive producer of a recently released film, Divided Hearts of America, a film that he hopes will change the nature of the debate about abortion in America. In addition, this year, we're honored to be presenting an award to Virginia McCaskey, owner of the Chicago Bears. For more information, go to www.aidforwomenlive.com. That's www.aidforwomenlive.com. There's nothing like having a friend to talk to when things are not going well. And in these challenging days, everyone has had moments when they are discouraged, sad, or worried. Catholic Charities wants you to know that we are here. If you or someone you know would like to share your concerns with a professional, call 312-948-6951 anytime, day or night, and you will be connected with an experienced counselor who will listen without judgment and offer compassionate, confidential advice that you can trust. That phone number again is 312-948-6951. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. We are back on Dirty Love. This is Sister Lavina Pamet, your host, and our guest today is Father Adam McDonald. We have been talking about uh, some of the events that's been happening and all the, the commitment um, to social justice and witnessing the Word uh, on the, your congregation, Father Adam, the Society of Divine Word. And by the way, just so people know how to reach you, um, the website for the, the Society of Divine Word is www dot svdvocations.org now um incidentally um you know being franciscan of course uh, the environment but also pretty much the care of our common home related to global concerns and um god's really uh, uh loving look at the weakest in the society in terms of not um something to be looked at with disdain but more like love, the full of love for people who do not have the means to be able to help themselves and not necessarily by choice, but because of what we're doing to the environment. And I'm pretty sure that your community is also working uh, towards that. And then um, probably as our uh, to end our conversation, because I'm from the Philippines and I may not have um, introduced you as someone who is better than I am <laughs> in the Tagalog language. We, I can certainly mention that because, um, you know, having having been here before and uh, December for, for the folks that might have... Uh, might have been listening in December. We sang a duet together we to sing at the Tagalog uh, care, Christmas carol, and that That's was really right. fun. Yeah. So uh, tell us um, a little bit about um, your work, uh, your community's work on peace, justice, and integrity of creation in the U.S. and the globe, and then probably mention about your uh, recent experience um, with uh, an ordination of someone who's from the Philippines. Indeed. Thank you so much for your question, Sister Lavina. And I'm very happy and humbled to tell you that our SFE commitment to peace, justice, and what we call the integrity of creation, uh, so we put them together under the acronym JPIC, Justice, Peace, and the Integrity of Creation, is something that happens at an individual, a 
local and a global level. So it's really a commitment of each individual member to really work for a peace and just uh, wor- a peaceful and just world, and for the care of creation. So each of us undertakes commitments to do that in our daily living and the choices we make and the use of our resources. And then each community has a coordinator for peace, justice, and the integrity of creation at the regional and national level. And so there's collaboration among different provinces and regions about resources and programming and uh, strategies that we can implement in order to advocate for justice and peace. And then because we are present in over 80 countries around the world, and we have a sizable uh, contingent of priests and brothers, we're able to kind of work at that macro level. And we collaborate, actually, in a non-governmental organization at the United Nations called Vivat International, V-I-V-A-T, Vivat International. Uh, We are sort of the spearheads of that effort together with our Holy Spirit missionary sisters, but we also invite in a number of other religious communities that want to work with us to advocate at that global level at the United Nations on issues specifically related to peace, justice, and the integrity of creation. And then just here at the seminary where I reside in Iowa, again, kind of going back to the local level, last week we had a live streaming prayer service for the care of creation, inviting people to be aware that this is the season of creation, and that drew about 700 uh, viewers to participate. So it's not so much about the number of viewers as our thought that hopefully these are minds and hearts that are being touched with the message and being convicted about the need to care for our coming home. And then we also have a sustainability committee here at our seminary that looks at how we can live in a more sustainable way here and make better use of our resources, including composting and recycling and things like that. Mm-hmm. So as all of that relates to uh, what you've mentioned about the Philippines, uh, my mission in the Philippines, my beloved Philippines, I had the privilege of spending four years of my life there as a missionary. And would you believe in God's providence, in my nine years of serving as vocation director, I just on August 15th was able to witness and participate in the ordination of a young man from the Philippines who was ordained to the priesthood as a divine word priest, Father Marlon Vargas. And two weeks after his ordination, he got on a plane, even in the midst of COVID, and he embarked on a journey to Spain, where he is now missioned to serve the people there. So it was a tremendous experience uh, accompanying him inviting him to listen to God's call and to respond, and then welcoming him uh, for his formation program. Having been at the airport when he arrived, I remember, mm-hmm. back in 2012 for his come and see visit to our community, and then being able to be at the airport to send him off to his mission to Spain just felt like I had come full circle with him. So just a hard to put into words just how special it feels for someone who doesn't have physical children mm-hmm. but is called to be a spiritual father certainly right. on the day of his ordination felt that sense and that, that I helped birth this vocation. That is the beauty of vocation mm-hmm. ministry it's really um, we may be living out the vow of celibacy but it's like being a parent um, when we accompany uh, young people and then it comes in, we actually see the fruit of those labors um, and God's um, manifesting God's love um, in a person, you know, uh, through that journey. Isn't that just beautiful? Thank you for sharing that. So um, tell us um, a little bit. Uh, we only have a couple of minutes left, Father Adam. Um, I know this is this is you know, several months uh, into the future, but um, what is your hope? Because I know you had, you're so popular among uh, Filipino communities and the parishes. Right. So what's going to happen now with the uh, Simbanga Bee? Yeah, that's 
a good question, Sister Lavina. I guess we'll have to wait for some further details. I do have several Simpangkapi uh, celebrations. These are the Filipino community's way of celebrating the Novena in honor of our Blessed Mother, honoring the nine months that Jesus uh, was carried in her womb through the nine days we celebrate the Novena preparing for Christmas. And uh, yes, I've been invited to several parishes. I have dates on my calendar. Usually what happens is the day after the Mass this year, they already give me the date for next year and kind of book me in advance. I've not heard back from all the parishes yet just what's going to happen. My hope is, if nothing else, maybe I could live stream some of the celebrations with mm. a small community in in. Uh, present with me, and then uh, have many more people in the Filipino community able to participate virtually. But uh, I guess the verdict's still out on exactly what that's going to look like. So I'll keep you posted. Right, and um, we, I, you know, there's there's so many things to pray for. I, I, I was just talking um, late into the night last night. Um, promising a novena because there's mm-hmm. just so much need out in the mm-hmm. world. Uh, um, you know, just a few of which you just mentioned. We just have to work together and um, keep our hope and our faith. And um, especially in the season of creation where we try to be united to all of creation and not just to what our illusion is of supremacy uh, as human beings because that's not all of life. All of life is all of creation. Thank you so much for... um, for joining me again Father if you lived here in Chicago you would definitely be my co-host so (laughs) I hope this is not the last time (laughs) I hope so too maraming salamat thank you so much salamat okay Okay. God bless everybody take care